This is your spoiler warning. The following film will now be ruined by three idiots. Welcome to the Three Halves Make a Whole podcast, and this, and this, <laughs> why did you stop? I don't know. I'm so confused. I don't know. I stopped, and I was like, "Wait, why did I stop?" That made me. St- and this is a Three Halves Christmas film review. My name is Jason. I'm Jordan, and I'm John, and. This week we are reviewing a Netflix movie called Christmas. No, not that. No. Uh, jingle. We are watching. <laughs> 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 um, we <laughs> take a breath. And we are reviewing a Netflix film called Jingle Jangle. <laughs> <laughs> what did um... I do? <laughs> Was it me? I didn't do anything. Jordan, you started laughing. <laughs> I can't even know why. And we're reviewing a Netflix movie called Jeff. Oh, you. I'm looking over here. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And we are reviewing a Netflix movie called Jingle Jangle A Christmas Journey, which just came out, what, two, three weeks ago on Netflix? First things first, Jordan. Did you like this movie? No. John, did you like this movie? <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. Yes or no? That's my answer. I don't know how to answer that. We will ask you at the end. And Jason, did you like this film? Yes. Interesting. It took me a while. It took me a while to get there. So there are issues in this movie. I'm not saying I absolutely don't. You don't say. <laughs> really? <laughs> Where? Really? Where? No, this so film is coming. No. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you watched this movie? Myself to do it. Jordan? I watched it once, and I'm so glad I only watched it once. And I've watched it twice. Oh, you finished it then? <laughs> I finished it. I initially finished it like five minutes before we started recording. No wonder um, it took so long to jump in the call. Yeah. John, you messaged last night about, um, have you guys seen it? So you started really negatively and then you started saying, wait, it made me smile this for the first time. This is why I can't, this is what makes me struggle with this film. The first 34 minutes of this film are agonizingly bad. Like, they are awful. They are the, some of, this movie has, a, and this is a problem I noticed throughout, it has a horrible sound to it. It sounds muted and dull and so low energy that these big dance, the opening number is so unbearable for me that by the time we got to the 34 minute mark, when our Lord and Savior, I have to make sure I get the name right because I'm an idiot. Keegan-Michael Key? 
by the time we get to the 34 minute mark where Keegan Michael Key enters the film with a lackluster villain song. It's not a good villain song, but with actual fucking charisma from the, the cast, I just went, I instantly loved this, and this is a bop. Because this song is also played by the um, terrible sounding. It sounds, this whole movie sounds like it was filmed in a fishbowl. It's horrible. It genuinely feels like. But let's see if this for the review. Oh, I thought we were in the review. That's what. No, I was just, I was just wanting like a, a sentence. Anyway, no, I'm um, reviewing. <laughs> angry about this. Um, did any of your partners watch this movie with you guys? No. Um, I I watched it with my partner, and what's your uh, what, what's your partner's name? In the canon. In the canon. <laughs> in, in, in the three pounds. Jingle Jangle tries to steal our f***ing stick with all the J's. <laughs> did, yeah, so many J's. We did it better. Yeah, we did. <laughs> you take a minute, Jason. <laughs> okay, what's your thinking? Um, I, you two probably already know this, but I'm not a person who enjoys musicals at all. It's just not my kind of thing. But I did try to go in this with an open mind. I, I, I sat down, I was like, right, I know I don't like musicals, but I'll sit, this has a bunch of great actors in it. I'm going to go in and I'll let whatever happens, happens. But alas, we will get into it. <laughs> um, I haven't got a name for my partner, but anyway, she said that it was, um, she liked it, but she did get bored. It felt long at points and she noticed right away about the lip sync issues, and especially in the first song. Right, I'll get the summary up, shall I, from trusty IMDb. We have literally started reviewing the film. We are doing this episode so out of order, man. <laughs> it's fine, we'll fix it in post. And by we, I mean Jason. Well, I will, in like four weeks when I have internet. <laughs> you will, once you have internet and everything. Okay, an imaginary world comes to life in a holiday tale of an eccentric toy maker, his adventurous granddaughter, and a magical invention that has the power to change their lives forever. That's a really bad description of this film. Yeah. Well, no, right. It's, it's a yes and a no, and I will explain in the review as well. Should we, should we do a to segue? <laughs> segue! Say hello to the Segway HT, an evolution in personal transportation. Jordan, why didn't this appeal to you at all? As, as discussed in the previous Home Alone episode, go check it out if you haven't already. Uh, thank you. Like, I, I'm not a big Christmas movie person, and this was the most un-Christmassy Christmas <laughs> film yes. that there has ever been, ever yeah, it was not if you it took away a Christmas movie. The snow and the like the reefs and that, this isn't a Christmas film. Yeah. This is a family drama. Yeah. No, it don't call it a family drama. That's insulting to good family dramas. That's a very good point. This is a show. Right, okay. Film feels so f Man, we said we weren't gonna swear as much. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I just I just remembered how lazy this film is. Like it looks horrific. Whoa. Okay. Well, I disagree with that. <laughs> I, I I think the set design I think is pretty good. The costume design is on fire. The cinematography is basic. The visual effects had their moments, in my oh, opinion. They had... hold on. Yeah. Do you know when they did did those cuts, those seamless cuts into from the that toy storybook world into live action? Seamless. Absolutely. Yeah, that's because the visual effect artists are pretty damn good. Not the cinematographers though. I mean it looks horrific in the sense that the set is so sh it looks like a set. It looks fake. And the start where me right now. Geronicus Jangle. Geronicus Jangle, that's his name. But yes, uh, Miss Johnston called him Jerry. Two steps down one street, takes two steps down the other because there's nowhere else for him to walk. There's no more set. And it looked, and that's when I was like, okay, this is being designed to be turned into a musical or a pantomime. Which is, is, which is what it was. <laughs> yeah, I got that. But they were sticking to that thing of, oh no, one location at a time. And it's like, no, come on, stop it. This movie was filmed in Norwich in England, which, um, you know, you guys can represent your motherland. I don't know. Bad choice. But... I'm okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it, was, it was filmed in Norwich in June. And they went to like some ironworks factory i think in europe somewhere for the um factory scenes and stuff so a lot of it was practical i think the, the the most of the things they changed were like names on all the shops and the names of the shops and buildings were the names of african american inventors um, and and innovators over time which was a nice touch i think this movie has um some really good actors except for edison bless his wee heart I think that the, the music is, is an absolute bop. I've been listening to the soundtrack like on repeat for the past two days. The choreography is good, but it's the same choreographer from Greatest Showman and he, he's done the same stuff. So um, the biggest issue with this is the director and the writer. It's the same person and there's only one of them. Um, and that's David E. Talbot. It's completely his idea. And I think he came up with a really good idea, but I think he suffered by having to do all of it by himself because there's so many... The reason I watched this movie twice is because when I first watched it, I got really confused about the plot. There was like the whole him writing a letter thing and then he gets a letter and then when he arrives, it's like, I didn't write a letter. Yeah, just a lot of big plot points weren't very clear as in who actually built the robot because the design was Jessica, his daughter, who's played by Anika Noni Rose, who was the person who played um, uh, Tanya in Princess and the Frog. Uh... She's good. And there's loads of like new actors as well. Like the girl who plays Journey. Um, what's her name? Madeline Mills. This is her first ever movie. And she'd done some things on like Broadway and stuff. Gotta admit, she's quite good. Yeah, but if you do stuff on Broadway, you've already got, no matter what, you've got a skill level that is, to be on Broadway is better than most people. Yeah, but so, it's not. Yeah. 
No. Isn't bogged down by having bad actors or bad singers or bad this. It's everyone else is so lazy or not trying. And it feels that way because it, it feels lazy in how the set's set up. It feels lazy in how they've mixed the sound. The music sounds boring and drab because it's been edited poorly. Sounds better for some reason. It's the same. For some reason, it feels like it's in a fishbowl, but when you listen to it in the soundtrack, the soundtrack sounds better. No, so one of the biggest issues that you mentioned earlier was the audio. And yes, um, a lot of the speaking dialogue has been turned down for some strange reason. We can barely hear what they say, especially in songs. I was good that, yeah, that I was going to ask for an old man moment. The music was very loud. And yeah. it actually made the, for me, made the lyrics real difficult to hear. Very confusing. And I had this film on full blast. And when the songs came on, it sounded like they were quieter and in fishbowls and the energy was gone because it felt like they'd been toned down. I, to be honest, never experienced that. For, for me, it sounded like pretty clear. It was more of the dialogue that was completely off. I don't know. What about you, Jordan? Did you experience fishbowl? I didn't experience fishbowl. I experienced not being able to hear what they were bloody singing. Because the actual, to me, the backing music or the music was louder than what they were actually saying. Mm-hmm. Like the lyrics to the song. So I was like, whenever a song came on, I'm like, subtitles. Yeah. Subtitles off. I think maybe maybe it's because the lip sync was off. Maybe it was because you were trying to watch them speak and it didn't completely match up. And that made your brain go, it doesn't sound right because it's not matching what's actually happening with their lips. That's I do agree that the orchestral part was louder than the um way is hearing the sound and letting that infect you because it is infectious and that... I'll go that's the bop of the film that's the film that even if I don't like the story I don't like the acting I don't like anything in it I can latch onto that song and be like, oh, that song resonates and I really love it. But this one didn't have one of those types of songs for me. I so so disagree. I love basically all the songs in this movie. They're audio mixed. And I genuinely do because... There's two. I don't count Keegan-Michael Key as a villain song. I count uh, Ricky Martin's the villain song. I'm going to get to that when we talk about Ricky Martin. But mm-hmm. more if the audio was mixed better because it's a bop. It, that was the moment I smiled in the film because it, it's... I hear Elephant Love Medley or a million dreams that sort of oh my god that's actually hitting me now i'm about i'm getting into that musical feeling but then it kind of when the vocals came in i kind of lost everything again Mm -hmm. 
I think we're on on this point about the audio mixing and stuff. I really think we have to agree to disagree because I didn't notice any problems with the audio mixing with music. I've no idea how you experience you experience that, and I didn't. I don't know what's going on, but mm. um, say that you, we have we there must have been something that's happened, or it's just my experience of this film music has been and i think the audio throughout the film for me was a problem mm -hmm. i don't think because that's why i say i don't know this film mm -hmm. that the, there is like the opening number the song is kind of a bop when listening to it in the soundtrack but in the movie yeah it ain't great I agree with you guys about the energy kind of being quite low. Um, the dancing is pretty good, but it is very great as showman. And we've seen it before um, because it, it just doesn't fit. And that's why I haven't seen it before. The dancing's basically that. I was going to say the dancing was very um, generic. Is I, want, I go into it going... Oh, when I start hearing it, I'm like, oh, this is how I would have the dancing. And if it's similar to what I was thinking, I'm like, you've probably not put much credit because I'm not a dancer. I can't dance. Yeah, you, you can't give that criticism. You're not a dancer. Yeah, no. But what I'm saying is if I can think of it, your choreographer probably hasn't thought that much into how it's going to interact with the music. I go at Because like in The Greatest Showman, though I... I didn't think of the dancing initially how they did it in that musical, even though I don't like The Greatest Showman very much. I think that the, the thing about this this style of dancing, it's very in your face, that style. Um, Lacking in energy for this film. Oh, I mean, I mean the, 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 the Greatest Showman style of dancing, because it's the same choreographer, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's very, it's very punchy. And I think sometimes how punchy it is, the frame rate. I didn't get punchy from this film. I got sluggish and amateur dancers like me could do it. Were you watching this movie? <laughs> they literally are like high energy and literally jumping around. And Aren't they? In the street. And then the stand, they're kind of awkwardly stood around inside the shop, which has clearly not been blocked properly. No, they, 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 they dance around the shop and with with this type of choreography, there's a lot of like bops. So they literally do like, um, they're literally jumping, um, hopping on like their, their foot, like a one, one, two, a one, one, two type of deal. And there's always like, there's always loads of things going on and everyone's moving in and out of each other. I didn't get that from this film. I got very simple, very lazy, very, um, this is an amateur production. We don't have the best dancers, but they can do this. And now we've got some of the better dancers who can do these big jumpy bits to try and distract you from the fact that our choreography for the everyone for the generic isn't as interesting as you think it is. That's what I got. I think you two are missing the most important part of this opening sequence is those kids are f***ing thieves. Which kids? At the very start when we go into the shop, the kids are walking around, they steal a newspaper, an apple, and those adults do nothing. Oh, yeah, they do. And they <laughs> just walk into that shop. They are not followed by the adults they just stole off. Those kids oh, are goddamn well. thieves. Who cares? 
I do, because I don't know much about musicals, so my notes are more on the film itself, less about the <laughs> musical aspect mm. of it. Later on, we get um, Don Juan, is that how you pronounce the character's name, who's played by Ricky Martin. 70s boy band, Ricky Martin. It's that Ricky Martin. Is that Martin Living song. La Vida Loca Martin? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, because um, John Legend is the producer on this movie. So he kind of called a lot of friends. And... Bad is beginning to make sense from John Legend and musicals. John Legend helped write the music. Uh, Philip Lawrence, who also helps write uh, uh, Bruno Mars's music, also helped. There's two other guys, but I didn't catch their names. Philip Lawrence is actually in the movie as one of the three trio guys in uh, Miles by Miles. Of course you know the song. Of course you know the song names already. I, I really, I, it, it's so funny. It's so funny. Of course you do. That's, that's, that's very Jason. If, if it's funny, it'll mostly win me over. And in this movie, I genuinely laughed out loud a fair bit. I didn't laugh once. It was just little adult, like, like adult humour. Like, are you drunk? I don't know where. The only, the only joke that got me to laugh is when the trio appear at the end again and he goes, oh, they are a trio, or however. Yeah, see, oh, they are a band. See, my reaction was when he saw them in his shop out of nowhere. That gave me a small, <laughs> but that's it. That's all. That's all this film got out of me. And I want to laugh. I like to laugh. I, th- I think with this movie, about 20 minutes in, I went to, I was like, all right, I got to be really positive about this movie because I know that these two aren't going to like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's what I, I went into, it, like being really, really positive but I, I really like the music and I really like the actors so I watched it a second time to try and figure out why there was like plot issues and it was just it wasn't clear in the script basically as you could have picked for this film you have an amazing talent behind this and it still feels like they've underutilized every single person they picked Ricky Martin could have been replaced um, Michael Key could have been replaced it, it, you didn't need these actors in those roles and that I think is a problem like you can't take um... but with these ones you could have kind of interswapped the talent they had for me I think it was kind of fun to see those actors in this movie like Forrest Whitaker you probably could have had somebody else play for Forrest Whitaker's character, but I thought it was quite fun to see Forrest Whitaker play this character and get to see Forrest Whitaker sing. Man. Lovely singing voice. Not a great singing voice. He had no. a lovely one. Yeah, which is strange because he he originally studied um, opera. I know. That was a fun fact, and I, I did my research. Yeah, I, I, I knew... I expected him to be able to sing, but I didn't expect him to sing as well as he did. To be mm. fair, he did surprise me and I did enjoy him singing. I wished he had sung more. Yeah, same. he had two songs. Yeah, I, I think that's a big problem with this movie, movie as well. It's, well, musical. It doesn't really feel like a musical. And that, I think, is because of the poor plot. No, no, I, I feel like th- th- there are some songs that come out of nowhere like um, Journey's um, Square Root of Impossible. 
song which comes out of nowhere. It's a good song, just comes out of nowhere. No, no it's not because it makes no thematic sense for where it comes. I, um, that's what I agree. I agree. It makes no sense. The song itself, if you just take the song as its own thing, season song, she sings it well. But in the movie, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like the song is good, but it makes but no sense not, in the movie. I'm agreeing with no you. No point being in this musical. It makes no sense to be in this musical. I think the only way it would make sense is if, if she got shut down into making so this this might have been the issue apparently this movie has been 20 years in the making apparently apparently david has been trying to get this movie made for 20 years it got accepted by netflix in 2016 so i'm thinking maybe along the way he had ideas he had like loads of different ideas of where to go down and it became a mishmash of all those ideas but it never came together nicely like that song it's a good song and maybe in an early edition of it they had where she was being shut down to being a child inventor and being told that she can't do anything. But I agree, it shouldn't have happened like the way it is. Um, when I grow up or something like that, it felt like it was going to be a Matilda song, but um, Journey never gets any pushback for what she wants to do. And I, I don't mean that in the sense of, pushback there is no real stakes in this movie and that's i think is a real big problem with it also it is it commit it commits the biggest biggest movie sin you can ever do and having it being told as a storybook that is one of the biggest sins in my book excuse okay well i don't think it's that big of a movie scene if it's done well because the Princess Bride, anyone? I've never seen that. Princess Bride is so good. I grew up on The Princess Bride. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interject because I feel like I've been very quiet because obviously you two know yes, a lot about musicals comparatively. Magic Man G, which is the Keegan-Michael Key song, that is my favourite song out of all of this because he Thank was the you. only one that had charisma during their song and had some form of enjoyment. It gave me... What did, it gave me uh, vibes of um, like like what did I miss? It just gave me like those kind of vibes of like how upbeat it was. Yeah, and I love the wee reference to James Brown in it. Mm -hmm. So at the at near the end of the song, he like he's you know vocalizing and stuff, and they put a cloak over him, and he pulls it off to, and it was like oh James Brown, nice. <laughs> See, that's my favorite song. Uh, that's my favorite song in the music musical as well. But okay, I, I have to ask this. What about the um, Miles by Miles, which uh, Miss Johnston sings as a love song to uh, Geronicus? You can't cliched, say that that didn't have. Cliched and really actually quite terrible. Wow. I wouldn't. Musically. What it does new, though, and I think that's what is making this movie to be not not good but re reason as to why it should be talked about is this is the first time that you know it's kind of an all-black cast doing it that this doesn't do anything new and that's what i'm critiquing yes it's really important to have a whole black cast it's really important majority black cast because the banker is played by someone from downton abbey i forget his name yeah, Hugh, Hugh Bonneville. That's it. But it's a really important movie in that respect. But in the respect 
as a musical, as something that is contributing to the, an art form, it doesn't do anything new, nor does it add anything memorable. It doesn't have a defying gravity moment. It doesn't have, do you hear the people sing? It doesn't have a, a circle of life. It doesn't have one of these songs that is going to be in musical kids' repertoires for years and years and years. It's kind but of I don't just... think that's the point of the movie. No, I know that. And I, I can understand that. But I feel like musically, when I'm talking about it musically, it just doesn't do anything interesting with the premise it has musically anyway. Yeah, I just feel... Because there was something that they said in an interview that was that it's so good... Or no, it's... Um, this is a good movie for black families to watch with their kids. Because you're right, it doesn't do anything new. But it gives black children who are growing up to see people who look like them doing something that is good. It may not be, you know, something new in, in what we know, but rather than seeing, you know, all the white people doing it, they can actually see someone who looks like them. And that gives them, you know, that flexibility, you know, the fact that they can watch that rather than before they couldn't, like, I, I, I can't really think of a family Christmas movie that is a black film. I don't know if that's the right term to use. It's a black black culture film. I don't know. Could you, can you guys think of one? I don't watch many Christmas films. <laughs> that's a good point, John. What about you? <laughs> um, I can't. I can't think of anything. And that when I did when I thought of that, I was like, oh crap, that's actually. That's what I mean. Why? That's why I've been. Tr I've tried to avoid talking about the race angle of this film because I know it's important, and I know I don't want to step on that and that's what i'm when i'm trying to review this i'm trying to review it on the its merits as a musical not on that one because this film should do well because it is important um i'm still trying to think of some yeah i think i think i'm not looking at it as like a musical i'm thinking of it as like just a family movie does the does that change how you think it does that make the film seem a bit better if you don't view it as like a new musical rather than just it's just a family movie? See, I did view I I viewed it as a family movie and it changes nothing to me. Okay. Because the songs at the songs added nothing to me. I'm not a musical person. Mm. There were like there were a couple of good ones, but in my head I was like, okay, but what about the actual story of this film? Oh yeah, it's all of the place. The writing is atrocious. Yes, I agree. That's that is the biggest downfall of this film. But what it does well is show uh, like black people in the, in like, who have an affinity for being in a STEM program, which is science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. So, and it, it may, even if it, it shows one young uh, like person of color that, oh, they are really good at inventing. I want to do that. It may, push that like culturally it may push them to go into stem subjects yeah and also yeah. pushes and, people to go into arts as well right but being like a musical and a movie as well so it's like it does yeah. both it's re it's really important and really good in those aspects but as a family film and as a musical it does fail i think as if you would if in a world where we didn't have to deal with racism in any shape or form and we could live in a perfect world 
and it, we could just base this on the merits of it being a film. I feel like this film just doesn't hold up because its story is so poorly placed and it, it ruins some of its own messages because of that. Like it, one of its, um, like its message about for the villain is all, it kind of gives this idea of, oh, he should have waited a bit longer. But from the introduction, it's implied that he's been pushed off and pushed off and pushed off and pushed off. So I thought, oh, they're going to be doing this, you create your own villain sort of angle with him. And then they swapped it at the very end, being like, no, no, he Geronicus wasn't. He was just waiting for Christmas to give him this. But from the dialogue in the previous scene, it's implied that he had um, pushed back um, his apprentice's work constantly and it made him feel like undervalued and underappreciated. That's See, what this I got one of the biggest dialogue. issues with this movie is you're right to think that and I understand why you think that. But with this movie, you have to pay attention to like every word and that is not good for a family movie. He actually says to him... Did you did you fix this? And um, did you fix it? And he goes, no. Did you fix this? No. It's like, okay, when you do that, I'll have a look at it. So he's already looked at it and told him to fix these things. And he said, no, I haven't done that. But can you still look at it? And he's like, I think it's the attitude he shows towards him, though. It's very he's saying exactly. it as he's walking away, and it's very dismissive of him. I understand why the apprentice betrays him. I I I agree. It's it's more the it's the directing and the writing. Like the writing is a good and the directing does the opposite of the writing, but the directing also isn't good. So whenever you have key plot points or key, key uh, me- words, you more think about how they're being said rather than the actual words. And you're right, because he says them in a way that makes it seem like he's pushing them off. You think he's pushing them off, but actually the words are saying that he isn't. Does it's, that make sense? It's also that it's such a quick moment as well. You will miss it exactly. because their words are being said so quickly. I didn't hear it because they were like, did you fix this? Did you do that? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, what the hell is going on? That's why I watched the movie for a second time because I was like, I feel like I'm missing something. But there's a difference. My thinking then was, well, he's asking you to look at it in with him. So maybe that implies he doesn't know how to fix it. That's why he's asking. So that's why I was like, okay, he's making his own villain. Because I went, he's pushing him off. He isn't teaching him how to fix this. So how can he improve? And that's why I thought, okay, this is how you're creating your own villain. He was always good and always pure. And it's like, it's okay to have our main character be slightly thingy because I liked Geronicus. I really liked him and I, I understood every single emotion he felt because he's played so well. Yeah. But it's okay for him to be like, I'm sorry at the end, not, oh, you should have just waited five more minutes because then it just, yeah, it just kind of, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like this film's writing and directing really work against it being enjoyable i understand i think where i'm coming why i enjoy this movie so much is i whenever i was like listening to the soundtrack and stuff and i was thinking about the movie i mostly remembered all the fun bits i had in it and when i started thinking about you know the poor writing and the poor directing i was just like oh 
oh, this movie wasn't as good as I remember it to be. Um, and I think with this movie, it was made to try and be as fun, like j- just a fun movie. Like I was watching behind the scenes footage and like people were acting like a family and stuff like that. And I think maybe to ch- reviewing this movie, maybe it's not a movie to review it's meant to be a movie that is just you just lose yourself in maybe have it in the background something to have whilst watching with somebody else just to have a little bit of fun mm-hmm. um but then again the whole it goes too fast thing that jordan said makes it because i remember chatting like saying like one sentence to and i missed like this whole letter thing which confused the whole plot for me so again it kind of defeats my point doesn't it that This discussion. This film is completely fine to watch as a family film that you put on to distract your kids, but it's nothing more. It isn't some great artistic masterpiece, nor is it some steaming pile of doo-doo that should have been burnt. It is so... That's why I'm struggling to place where I put on it, because yes, I ragged on this film a lot, but overall, I just think it's so average and so... Yeah. Okay. And but I'm like, I think that's okay. Like, yeah. not not every film has to be revolutionary. Even mm-hmm. though the the whole point was something about making something revolutionary. But anyway, do you know what I mean? And I think it. I I quite like having a movie, and maybe because I've been watching so many like serious and iconic movies recently, that it was quite nice to watch something that was just easy to watch. Also, not easy because it got confusing, but just easy. And, and that's what my my head when we come into these podcasts is reviewing these films. And re- even if they, I don't think they're films that need to be reviewed sort of thing because they're like, these are kids' films, man. They don't need that much scrutiny. But when it gets into it, it's got this lovely middle. The middle is genuinely great. And then the ending gets kind of bogged down with suddenly becoming too long and outstretched. But the middle bit, I enjoyed just because it was so easy to watch. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I know. No one said anything, so I just waited. <laughs> I don't know, because you two always have you two are having an in depth conversation about how this film being a musical. This, I yeah, I know it's two things. One, Ricky Martin's robot. Looks like Robbie Rotten. My partner said oh, that. Hold on. No, it's fine. I have edited it. It's fine. Two. The robot with the big eyes. I don't know what it's called. That looks look like a mix of Johnny Five and Clank. Johnny Five? Who's Johnny Five? Johnny Five is alive. <laughs> the vibe I got was the O2 robot from the new O2 ads. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I have not seen this ad. Um, the, the robot's called uh, the Body Three Thousand, and on Body's eyes it says Elias Two Two Hundred Sixty, and that Elias is the name of the director. Some fun fact, many fun facts in this movie. Also, I'm ashamed of you for not knowing who Johnny Five is. Who's Johnny Five? Do you not? Johnny, Five, Johnny Five is one of the most influential robots of my life. I'm horrible with names, so if you send send me a photo. But yeah, his body reminds me of Clank from Ratchet and Clank. Yep. Then there's Johnny Five. <laughs> Don't know why. 
<laughs> I just saw it and went, oh, that's Johnny Five and Clank. Um, can we talk about Ricky Martin's song at the very beginning? Oh my days. Does does it or does it not sound like Be Prepared? Like a really... It, it sounds like the um, Aldi store version of Be Prepared. What What's that from? Be Prepared? Lion King. I've never... Yeah, I don't. Man, you really upset me. I told you. I, I'm not it's a musical Lion person. King. So you guys but are naming songs. And no, I'm like, yeah, I know what that is. I think I think with this movie, like even with the bits that aren't as good, I just like I was like, well, f- it, I'm just gonna enjoy it. I don't give a sh-. <laughs> rather than being like, oh, I hate that they did that because the the greatest showman dancing, I immediately like put my nose up that, and I was like, Do you know what, it's fine. I don't care. It's really not that important. There's more important things in the world. I'm just gonna enjoy it. I did like the end of this song though, Um I just thought it was performed nicely. Do you know when he's like. Yeah, yeah. Where oh, he's yeah. like, uh, I thought, oh, I thought you were doing Beauty at the, at the, the beginning. Beast. It was a rip off, and then yeah. at the end, I was like, oh, that's quite nice. I kind of feel, I feel him pulling the strings behind his mind. Yeah, and I thought it was nice. Ricky Martin is really underutilized in this film because he's surprisingly good in this film. Yeah, he's so enjoyable. I loved he 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 was actually it was like oh this an actually smart villain. Yeah. Whenever he uh, said, whenever the kids were stealing uh, Buddy 3000 and the security guards came into um, Gustafsson's office, like the kids are stealing the robot. And he's like, oh, it's fine. They can have it. And then Ricky Martin's like, you idiot. Why would they be stealing it if it was broken? And I'm like, do you know what? This dude's smart. This I is like a smart that. villain. That's, I kind of. Um, oh god, the name Keegan Michael Key, uh, Keegan Michael Key, Keegan Michael, yeah, I did say that. Hang on, Keegan Michael Key, um, Key's character isn't really a villain and didn't deserve to get arrested at the end because it kind of undervalued one of the themes of the movie. But okay, forgiveness, a little bit with that moment, all right. 100% agree because you have the moment before where it's the daughter and the father and he's like I did write you letters I just didn't know if you wanted them and then so they forgive each other and I'm like oh, oh okay so this has a talk, this end bit is about forgiveness and all that and then then immediately it's like should you should have waited oh you should have waited it's yeah. like, well, you could forgive him the way I saw it was um, I did forgive you and the reason to show how I forgive you is I kept this present that I was going to give you for so long. However, I understand as to why you wouldn't see that because he still got taken away. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. That's because yeah. I thought that was going to be the forgiveness. And when he got took away, I went, well, ending for me completely because yes, he has done something terrible and stolen intellectual property, which is a bad thing, but mm-hmm. He's not a bad person at the end of the day. You can completely understand why he has done what he's done and with who was puppeting him, basically. Yeah, yeah, I, to- I totally, totally understood that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm sorry, I need to fight her corner. Miss Johnston, did you guys not find that she was funny? I thought she was hilarious. I enjoyed her. 
I just didn't like her song very much. I didn't. I thought that was her least funny moments. Was her really? Song. I just thought it was so funny whenever she was like on the ladder and she started doing da 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 da, and whenever the background dance, I just thought it was. She was a thirsty hoe. Yes, she was. I think it was probably funny also because of Forrest, because of his reactions throughout the song. Yeah. Um, like, are you drunk? And then trying to hide himself. And it's like, backup dancers? <laughs> I, I loved, I just loved her, like, little breakdown in the postal van. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. But you, I loved the, the kiss at the end. Do you know when, whenever he does the mistletoe and she, like, stays silent for a very long time? rewind and then I went oh that's actually a nice subversion of my expectations <laughs> she's just so funny I'm like give her all the parts she makes me laugh wait did they not kiss it was a kiss on the cheek oh I mean it is a kids movie I think maybe a proper kiss would have been a bit too much yep I think I think it would have came out of nowhere I will say her character doesn't seem too bothered early on he's like oh miss and he's like it's Miz He's like, oh, um, she doesn't seem that bothered that her husband's dead. No, she's moving on. She's moved on. She's she's very nonchalant about it. She's like, yeah, hey. <laughs> no, yeah, the, the word she says, she's like, my 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 husband's dead. Not coming back. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay, that's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because one of the big themes of this film is grief and moving on from grief and loss and she's like the she's the representation of being so far um into that process and actually beginning to get your life back after loss and grief and she's meant to be the one who's helping Forrest Whitaker's character move forward so I really like that I thought it was a really comedic way of expressing something that's actually quite hard to talk about yeah Jerry, that's <laughs> so funny. He's like, my name is Geronicus. When you're walking, it's Geronicus. When you're in my van, it's Jerry. And I'm like, you sus. Oh, I'm sorry. I loved her so much. Any Anytime she was on screen, I'm like, yes. And that's the thing. A lot of the actors and actresses in this film had brilliant um, stage presence and acting ability. Except for one character, Perry Edison. I'm normally the one who's hard on kid actors. I normally go, no, you have to get, put them at the same standard. But I just went, as I was watching this film, I went, the script's bad, the directing's bad. I don't think this is this kid's fault. I think he's been dealt a hard hand to deal with, so I'm going to let him off. And I am letting him off. Yeah, his acting's really bad. But to be honest, by the end of the movie, I started to like him. He started to grow on me. Every time he said, I'm okay, I'm like... Yes, you are. <laughs> His acting is horrendous, but... It's so bad. I've only grew on me. See, it gave me Lazy Town vibes, his acting. And oh, my I God, loved yeah. It, and I loved it. And I was like, you know what? This is my childhood. I'll let you bop with your bad acting. <laughs> I have a moment that I can't forgive, though. I don't care if you can goddamn float. Why the hell would you take your grandkids floating outside over the town... If you stop floating for a second, you're dead. They're all dead. I don't give a damn. Well, don't stop believing. I also hate that. Every trope is the power of believing. It was cute. It was cheesy. It was very cheesy. But I was like, do you know what? 
they kind of built up that kind of world by like, oh yeah, it's like how like concepts were actually like like real things that you can like manipulate, like electricity and like power. I think they used belief better than I've seen it in like other movies rather than it just being like, oh yeah, it's just belief and there's just one thing. I feel like, but that belief turned it into this world that they created, um, this fictional world of magic and stuff. So I was like, do you know what? I kind of enjoyed it. The animated moments in this film are f Isn't it? Oh, again. It's so f gorgeous to look at the little puppet dolls that they use. Like I said earlier, see when it's see when it transitions into live action, you never notice it. You you can't tell that it's swapped. And I just had been animated in that style. That's what gets me more upset. This film shouldn't have been live action. It should have been animated because the animation was so fucking good. Yeah, because apparently it was like stop motion and 3D. Yeah. I'll have stop motion. Okay. It's paying homage to stop motion animation. And I loved it. Absolutely adored it. Oh, there's a wee Easter egg. Whenever Forrest takes out the, the, the box to get like these designs and stuff, it's like early on in the movie. On the box, he's got like different stickers at different places, like there's Switzerland and stuff. But on the top left of the box, there's a sticker and it says Wakanda. And I was like, that's a nice, it's a nice Easter egg. I like that. Okay, sorry, this has just come to my head. Um from the Lorax and I couldn't get over that. <laughs> <laughs> Fun thing about the costumes is that obviously it was Victorian-esque dresses and, and clothing, but there was also, they also put in in everyone's cos costume and um, different types of um, African patterns and print in order to take in their, um, their black culture as well in, in, this, in their type of dress as well. I, I just feel like they could have done a bit more with the costumes. It's the costumes, that's what I mean when it said it looked bad to me at the start, because very beginning. I didn't say I said I didn't like the way this film looked, and it's because I feel like they played it safe. They played it very. I think they should have done more to give this film its own visual identity, and that's what I think kind of lowered it for me. Is I think the visual identity of this film's kind of very similar to other Christmassy films that you will see. Okay, because I, I still felt it was quite colourful, but when you said kind of similar to the other Christmas movies, I'll give you that. And I think we should jump into a summary there. Time for a summary. It's time to summarize in five Christmassy words. Is it Christmas? Not really. Okay, well. I mean, I, pr I will probably still listen to the soundtrack after this podcast. I'll probably still listen to it. Hey, just, just know I have a list of five words go through your list then <clears throat> the christmas of terrible writing <laughs> you're not wrong you're not wrong there it's christmas but not really
Could be good, but wasn't. Damn. I believe the writing sucked. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I've been doing. That's why I haven't been talking much, because I've been trying to think of of good ways that it's... Stick. J. <laughs> Leave J's alone. But I asked you guys, just listen to the soundtrack. I am, and I think the soundtrack is fine, and I think I'll listen to it for this Christmas, for the Christmassy mood. Yeah, I quite like it. I'm like, I was very happy when Forrest started singing, because I, 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 to be honest, I wasn't expecting it. I was expecting... If he was going to sing, I was expecting another Pierce Brosnan Mamma Mia moment. Oh, God. <laughs> I get that reference. Jordan, you've seen Mamma Mia? No. no. Why would you ask that? Of course well, I haven't seen it. you just said I get that reference. Yeah, I said it in a sarcastic manner if you used your bloody ears. I can't. It's genetic. Jason, what is your score on the door? Hold on. I'll explain the, the Pierce Brosnan reference. No. <laughs> I don't want to remember. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan like sings with like two other guys and my oh, bless his wee cotton socks oh he's really bad <laughs> so bad so I, just, I was expecting Forrest to kind of be like that and you know I was so happy that he wasn't <laughs> leave Saul Guerrero alone his song over and over was so good Jordan what is your score on the board 59 John what is your score on the board? Actually, first things first, John, did yeah. you like this movie? Yeah. Good. <laughs> Once again, I'm the only Actually, one that didn't. No, I, when I say, I don't say a yes or a no, I say a yeah. Yeah, I think it's, 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 it all depends on whether you're going to forgive. Yeah. Like, you need to, like, overlook the flaws. Like, if I keep thinking about the flaws, it's a, it's a no, but I try, I'm trying to not think about it just so I can enjoy the movie. And I, and I think the other thing is, when you get past that first 30 minutes, it gets a lot better. The first 30 minutes will turn a lot of people away because it is really awful. And I think this, and I think this film is worth a 62. And Jason, what is your score on the board? I was going to... I won't give it that score. Um... 65. What was the other score you thought of? Because 69, all... boy! And then I realised that it was a family movie. I probably shouldn't <laughs> joke about that. <laughs> Damn it. What's it come to, actually, overall? I'm quite interested now. I don't think it's going to be a point three. Yes, it is. Yeah, ah, Damn it. It's 63.3 recurring. Um, recurring. Recurring, boy! We'll be coming to t-shirts near you. Um, to t-shirts near you? Uh, yeah, that made sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's it. That's good. <laughs> so what was the score? I wasn't listening. We have a 63.3 <laughs> recurring. Brilliant. So uh, 63.3 recurring. Boy. <laughs> what are we reviewing next week, boys? Mando. No, I don't know. What are we reviewing? I forgot. <laughs> it is A Muppet's Christmas Carol. <gasps> yeah. I'm happy. That'd be fun. I've Ooh. never seen it before, so I'm interested. Wait, what? You ain't seen it. I've seen this and you haven't. Yeah, I don't know why. He's about to see how songs should be written. John. We got it. We got it. We got it, boys. 
Hashtag copyright. No, we didn't sing it. We hummed it. <laughs> and it was some, so bad they couldn't possibly. John, where can they find us on socials? So you can find us on Facebook at Free Hearts Make a Whole Podcast. Or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the handle Free Halves Pod. So go give us a follow, a like, and all that other great stuff. And interact with our posts, because engagement is good. Jordan, what else can they do for us? Please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and drop us a comment. We'd be very appreciative and read it out. Additionally, if you want to send us a voice recording on Anchor, we'll respond. Last but not least, if you'd like to suggest a film, then leave us a voice message on Anchor or a comment on Apple Podcasts. Or on or any of our socials. Yeah, boy. I was going to do a joke. I was going to go, or you can slide into our DMs. Or not. This is a child-friendly <laughs> podcast. I'm sorry, I couldn't finish the sentence. Yeah, we try. I think that we tried to be family-friendly, but there's too many bleeps. Listeners, do you want us to get rid of the bleeps? I mean, if we get rid of the bleeps, it'd make my job a whole lot easier. <laughs> or would you prefer to keep the bleeps because it's comedy Comedy. Yeah, just because it's comedy. Yeah, it's comedy how much I like barely sleep at night, yeah. <laughs> that is quite funny. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you all next week and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and all that. Ding dong merrily on high. <laughs>